Welcome to the Cosmic Nurse Podcast. My name is Rosie and I will be your host. I have decided to step away from bedside nursing, retire my scrubs, and put on my cosmic cape. This podcast is about cosmic and earthly knowledge, centering around truth, justice, health, and spirituality. Humanity is hungry for more harmony, love, joy, peace, freedom, and leadership. In this pivotal time, I continue to be in service the best ways I know how, providing a place where people can get some mental and spiritual flossing. Here, you will find education, tools, guidance, and more. I invite you to think and feel outside the confines of the 3D world, seeing beyond the chaos to your bliss and more. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cosmic Nurse. My name is Rosie and I will be your host. Today, we have an amazing episode scheduled for you. My friend, Mark, he comes to us today from Mount Shasta. He's going to be talking to us about some really important topics that are pertinent to everyone in our world, which have to do with world government, this whole idea of what is happening in the background with our banking system with respect to centralized versus non-centralized currency or banking? What's happening to our U.S. dollar, um, digitizing it perhaps? And, you know, some advice from my friend Mark, who this happens to be his area of expertise and how he wants to help and assist people in providing some information, some education, because I certainly have been needing some education about what's happening with our money. And we're going to talk about crypto, specifically Ethereum, how to use it, why we want to consider using it. And yeah, hopefully this is going to be an informative time for you. So with much further ado, this is my friend, Mark. Welcome, Mark, to the Cosmic Nurse Podcast. Hello, everybody, and hello, Rosie. So nice to see your beautiful face again. Yes, thank you. Nice to see you. So happy to be here. And so, yeah, thanks for having me on your show. Yeah. Well, one of the things as we talked leading up to this episode was, you know, how little I really knew about what, and I'd heard about it. I'm not a mainstreamer, as you know, and as my friends know, I don't really watch the news. But the little blips that I get from, you know, if something a TV happens to be on if I'm around is like, you know, very disturbing about what I'm hearing and what I'm picking up. And it's most definitely something that has been talked about in general, even in through mainstream news about what's happening globally with our banking system, what's happening with our money, the value of our money, our economy, all those kinds of things. And I feel that there is definitely a movement happening with money in general and what we're doing with it, how we're going to be exchanging it. And I've noticed some conversations in and around the conscious community with respect to like how we want to change this for a different type of reality. And a lot of the, the conversations are with people more or less the five Ders, you know, going in from this 3D to the four to the five and how to exist in those realities and how we're going to pay for things, how, you know, are we going to get food, how we're going to get the things that we need to get when our dollar, whether it's in the U.S. or other countries, 
is really depreciating in value in general. And I even heard long time ago that, and again, you know, please, please jump in and let me know if any of this is making sense or, you know, you've heard the same thing, but the actual dollar itself is losing value like every day. And that there's going to be a point where the dollar or, you know, like what we exchange in physicality is not going to be worth anything. And it's only going to be coin, you know, gold, silver, you know, even just like the little little coins. And so I find that very interesting. Like we're going to be carrying around like bags of coins. to like, you know, exchange, you know, like how's this all going to work? Because, you know, certainly a lot of things are happening within our governments that are are really looking like, you know, this is going to be happening sooner than later. And so I feel for, for our audience, perhaps let's start talking about what centralized, what is the world government coming to with this whole new world order, you know, and under that, there's this idea of putting all of our money in one place and having it controlled by one entity. Is that what you mean by centralized government and digital dollar? Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So with regards to the sort of one world government, one world technocracy, you know, we've been hearing a lot of things in the last three years. We're not all on the same page as to, you know, what it all means, but it seems like they're trying to create a biosecurity state. And we live in a constitutional republic here in the United States. We all have equal rights according to our constitution. We have a bill of rights, and there's going to be a significant number of us that will never give that up. But one of the tools that the one world technocracy, aka New World Order, wants to implement is something called a CBDC, a central bank digital currency, which isn't a currency. It's really a credit, but it's centrally controlled. So the goal is for them to kind of move us towards what's called a digital dollar, which is a centrally controlled digital currency slash credit. And that would mean that we would all be tethered to a phone and that we would all have to go all digital. But not only does it mean that every single one of our purchases would be tracked if that were to happen, it would also mean that every single one of our purchases would be controlled. So, for example, if they decided to have a lockdown for whatever reason, they could use our phones and the technology to sort of geofence the area in which your digital currency could work. And if you decided to disobey the lockdown orders and drive outside of, you know, for example, a three mile radius of your home, they could turn off your money essentially, or your currency, or they could they could do a lot of dystopic things. And it's the ultimate wow. mechanism of control. And a one world centrally controlled digital currency is one of the most dangerous technologies that we could ever conceive of. And that's why it's really important for us to never go down the route of the CBDC. We don't even have to do that for online transactions, by the way, because we have cryptocurrencies, which are decentralized, but that's a whole other discussion. Another thing is, is that they're telling us that there's going to be a cyber attack and they're telling us that the electrical grid's going to come down. So, you know, the way that I see it, the internet is really a luxury. It's not a necessity. It's not necessary. It's not mandatory. And when that happens, you know, we still need to be able to make sure that we can transact with each other, that you can buy groceries at the store, 
So it's really, really, really important for everybody in your audience to know that we can't go cashless ever, okay? But they're pushing us in that direction. That's one thing to be aware of. Now, the other thing that we also have to be aware of is the kind of currency we currently have, which is called fiat currency, which is also a major problem because it's created out of thin air by a private central banking cartel called the Federal Reserve System. Okay. We're kind of lucky today because we at least still have cash that's not tracked and controlled. But even the cash we have is fiat currency, which is literally money printed out of thin air that we are then responsible for paying back plus interest. And it's another mechanism for control for the deep state, the cabal, whoever it is that you want to call them. You know, we don't know whatever name you have for them. And during COVID, they printed $6 trillion, okay? And they did that to pay for the lockdowns, the closed businesses, the people on furloughs, all this stuff. But we're the ones who ultimately pay for that because when a entity like the Federal Reserve System, which is a private banking cartel, gets to just create money out of thin air, it causes inflation. And that's a hidden tax, by the way. So every single time you go to the grocery store and you're like, wow, my groceries are so much more expensive than they used to be. Prices have gone up. No, prices haven't gone up. The value of your dollar purchases less because they printed $6 trillion of it during COVID. So we're paying for COVID and everything else that came about it. So that's a whole other discussion. And you know, for the Americans who are in your audience, it's important for us to understand that our fiat currency that we have right now, which is really monopoly money because it's not backed by anything, it's not backed by gold, it's unconstitutional. So our founding generation knew all about the inherent evils of paper money, what's called paper money. And they specifically said in the Constitution, in Article 1, Section 10, that the only acceptable form of legal tender is gold and silver coin, okay? Now, our dollar that we have in our pocket, the little piece of paper, that used to be a receipt. So that you, that would allow you to go to an exchange and actually get real gold. It was a receipt. Right. But they, yeah. Right. But they took us off the gold standard. And now, you know, we're just exchanging monopoly money and it only works because we all mentally in our minds know that it's going to allow us to get other goods and services, but it's not backed by anything. And the current fiat currency that we have is unconstitutional. So we've got a lot of issues to contend with coming our way, but it's absolutely pivotal to start off understanding clearly the evils inherent with a CBDC, a central bank digital currency. And we always have to remember that a one world centrally controlled digital currency is extremely dangerous technology. Mm -hmm. So that's where we're at, you know, and how do we go from here, you know, and, and I'm personally of the mind that money was always meant to be decentralized. It was always meant to be in the hands of, of the people, not in the hands of a very few wealthy elite right. who want to control humanity. And, you know, imagine a world where every single one of us had a gold back currency in our pockets. And if the money was spread out amongst the people I mean, I would imagine a lot of good things coming from that because I think humans are compassionate 
by nature and we're all, you know, evolving. I feel that if we really want to heal the land, the money's got to go back to the people. We just, we can't afford to go broke. Right. And that's why I'm spreading the message <laughs> yeah, and doing what I can to warn people because this is, this is really, really not okay where they want to take us. Yeah, And we don't have to go down that route. We have a choice right now. And that's the thing is that we have a choice. We can choose serfdom and go down this path of a neo-feudal society where a very few people have control of all the resources, all the land, everything, and then force us to do whatever it is that we have to do for them and submit to whatever ideas they have for us. Right. Or we can choose the path of freedom. But if we choose the path of freedom... We have to educate ourselves now and we have to do the work of rebuilding our country and our civilization. And I'm a really big proponent of decentralization. And we'll talk more about that later as we you know, go through this episode. But yeah, in general, especially when it comes to tech, it's really important for us to remember that centralization is bad. Decentralization is really beneficial. We should always focus on going as decentralized as possible whenever it makes sense. Okay. Okay. That sounds great. Yeah. And you had mentioned, you know, about having, you know, I think now hearing all of that and there's always like, there's so many layers to what you had shared and with, let's say somebody who is just now hearing this information for the first time, you know, might have, you know, some feelings about that. You know, especially people that have a lot of money in the bank or they have a lot of investments, you know, or are invested in the stock market or have other type of, you know, monies in other places. Or you might have the person with the other extreme who may not have a lot of money who's hearing this and, you know, maybe starting to have maybe some anxiety around that. So with that, what kind of advice would you want to give people that might start to have some some strong feelings about that because certainly anytime you talk about money people are going to have feelings about it you know mm -hmm. everybody has a different idea about what money means and especially now you know when seemingly are right now I can tell you that in California what I've noticed being back here is that the cost of living has changed meaning that it seems to have gotten softer. The real estate market has definitely gotten softer. And how I know that is because I'm going to be relocating back to the area and I'm looking at housing and it's a lot cheaper than it was. And I feel like this is kind of what's happening as a result of what we've been through the last couple of years with COVID and people are like really suffering people. And you know, I don't want to try to bring too much politics in here, but I know that a lot of people feel very strongly about Newsom. And a lot of people have left the area because of the local government and what was happening. I will be saying that I'm one of them, that I left the area because of what was happening with the mandates. And that's another conversation and things that were happening with businesses and healthcare. And I'm in healthcare. I'm still working in the hospitals and taking care of people in that way right now. That's how I pay the bills. And I know that a lot of things are, are happening in particular, you know, and in Florida, I mean, I was in Florida for a year last year and I'm seeing some changes there. And then with the governments and things that are happening, 
So how do we you know where I feel like that 2023 is the year that we're recovering, you know, there was also this you know, conversation that, you know, there was a concern that there may be a recession coming. And I'm and I'm curious about about that. I mean, I'm not sure how it's going to impact us. Then I was hearing that there was going to be there was going to be some lockdowns happening this year, even. And so with all that said, how do we respond to that with our money? You know, what kind of advice would you give people? And then also to I'm of the mindset that we create whatever reality that we want to create, you know, and the more information that we have about making better decisions, whatever it is, whether if it's for our, our health and well-being, our spiritual growth, our financial health and well, because our finances are part of our health and wellness because mm-hmm. it's how we have to pay for stuff, you know, we have to have a good relationship with money. And so, you know, this is part of being in the know and being in the awareness, because it's not just about having spiritual experiences, but it's about balancing all the worlds because we're in different worlds, you know, and this is a world that we interact with the money system and banking and government, and it's all tied together. And so what kind of advice would you give people about what to do with this information? I mean, we may not be experts about what you're talking about or not even close, but certainly we can start to make some, you know, maybe at the end we can have, you know, I'll have it in the show notes, like, you know, like the one, two, three, four, five top things to do to ready yourself or make preparations in the event that, you know, these things start to like lean this way. So, and you had talked about gold and silver. So I'd be curious to know what that means because I know you can buy, you know, shares of gold via crypto or you can buy it through your bank. So what do you, what do you think about that? All right. So first off, just to clarify, I, I developed for Ethereum. So I'm a techie, right? So I know all about the cryptocurrency. Now, when it comes to managing our money, the best piece of advice that I could give your audience is to follow and listen to an investment banker whose name is Catherine Austin Fitz. Okay, so she used to be the head of housing and urban development in the government. So she has experience in the government. She is a very well-to-do investment banker. She's really compassionate, if you ask me. And she has a website at solari.com, S-O-L-A-R-I.com. And one of the main pieces of advice that she's giving us, because she's totally warning us about the CBDC, and she makes perfect sense, is... She is advising all of us to take our money out of the New York Fed member banks and put our money in local community banks or okay. credit unions. Yep. Okay. That's where I had my money. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Because you're you're taking the money away from the moneyed interests who are getting us to build our own digital prisons and do all this stuff. They have all these plans for us. We should not be paying them or giving them our money to destroy us and our freedoms. So we're taking the money back and we're slowing this, slowing down this push towards a cashless society. So that's the first step to take. And that's one of the first recommendations that Catherine Austin Fitz makes is to find a good local community bank and good credit union or good credit union and put your money there. And you don't have to do everything at once. 
Okay. Right. Cause we're kind of, we're slowly collectively unplugging from the matrix and you don't just stop everything that you're doing. And then in one week, you know, create a new account and move all your money. It's just too much. There's something called turtling, right? You just take one little baby bird step at a time right. and we unplug from here and you unplug from there. And then you spread the message on your show and you tell your family and your friend and everybody's doing it before we know it we've significantly slowed down their agenda. Okay. Right now, the other thing to be aware of, which is a fact, and I feel very confident in saying this is that every single fiat currency in human history has failed. Every single one it has fiat currency has a 100% failure rate. And Right before the Nazis came in power in Germany, the Germans' currency got inflated to such a degree that it was like $10,000 to buy a loaf of bread, and it wiped out their middle class in one fell swoop. And then we know what happened after that, right? So our fiat currency, the U.S. dollar, is not backed by anything. We were taken off the gold standard in 1971. Richard Nixon did that. And then we kind of sort of had sort of backing of our dollar with oil. It was called the petrodollar because we made a deal with the Saudis that in exchange for us giving them our, you know, access to our military, they were right. going to agree to always sell their oil in dollars. Well, right. they're moving away for that. They're moving away from that. And the US dollar is currently the world reserve currency, but that's also changing because countries like Russia, China, these sort of BRICS, B-R-I-C-S, Nations are creating their own world reserve currency. So the more things progress in that direction, the more our dollars are going to be coming back to us here. They're going to be flooding back. So in addition to the printing that they can do, which causes inflation, we're going to have this flood of dollars coming back. It's mm. going to cause really big problems, major problems. So we need a safe passage away from fiat currency. And we need to figure out a way to go back to a gold or silver backed currency. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, what we're trying to do here in Mount Shasta is we're trying to create like a, a local currency here, a silver backed local currency. So if the internet comes down, people can still transact with each other locally. Again, that's always another option, but the best piece of advice that I can start giving your audience is to start listening to this investment banker named Catherine Austin Fitz. And again, she says we should be pulling our money out of these major Fed member banks, right. the elite banks. So that's the first bit of advice. Now I can share with you what I do with my dollars because I don't save in dollars anymore. It doesn't really make sense for me, but we can get into that when we start talking about crypto, because I'm more of a crypto guy. Yeah, well, let's but definitely start jumping into that. Yeah, but when it comes to our national currency, we're going to have to figure out a way to safely pass through this transition period where the dollar is going to collapse because every single fiat currency in history has collapsed and move to a real currency, which is something backed by gold or silver. Okay, and that's going to take a lot of work. Because there's a lot of gotchas that there. But ultimately, we have to end the Federal Reserve System, which was passed in 1913 with the Federal Reserve Act. That's got to go. But we can't do it in one fell swoop because we're still in this system. So in any case, we'll talk, you know, we could always talk about that 
more at another time. But it's really important for us to stick with cash. And the ideal system of money for us in our country is it would be a mix of what I call analog and digital. Analog being a tangible currency for in-person local transactions that's not connected to the internet, okay? Because there's no reason for us to be tethered to our phones. A lot of people are choosing to not have smartphones or leave them at home, which is good, right? But then, of course, when we want to transact online, provided the internet is still up and, you know, up and running, we have cryptocurrencies if we want to send value over the internet, right? Because you may want to send money to somebody in another state or in another country, or you want to buy a digital product online, an information product, you know, whatever it is that we do today. Well, we have cryptocurrencies for that. And cryptocurrencies are decentralized. They're built on cryptographic systems. They're built on top of what I call open digital systems that no Silicon Valley tech firm controls or owns or sits in the middle of. No Wall Street firm is in the middle. No government agency is in the middle. And that's kind of what people also have to be educated about because a cryptocurrency is not a CBDC. A central bank digital currency is a centrally controlled credit that's programmed by the Bank for International Settlements, which is the central bank of central banks. That is not a cryptocurrency. A cryptocurrency is something like Bitcoin or Ether for the Ethereum protocol. And in those cryptographic systems, you retain full ownership of your cryptocurrency because you generate something called a wallet. And a wallet is made up of two keys, a public and a private. You as an individual own and keep secret your private key. And because you never divulge that and you have total ownership of, you truly own your cryptocurrency. Okay, that's the beauty of a decentralized cryptocurrency is you really own your money. And, you know, if we all lived in a country where everybody had their own cryptocurrency and was in possession of their own private key, we would never have a situation like they had in Canada where they froze people's accounts because they took part in a protest, which is what happened last year with the trucker convoy protest in Canada. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The government froze people's accounts. They couldn't pay for food. They couldn't pay their mortgage. They couldn't pay for anything. We can't allow them to do that. And if we had in possession a decentralized cryptocurrency for us that was truly decentralized, there's no way that they could do that unless they came to your door and you know forced you to give them your private key. But they can't do that. They can't freeze our accounts. And this is also really important because right now, you know, there's so much widespread censorship. It's incredible. Like PayPal, I think it closes down the accounts of people who exercise speech that they don't like. There's also GoFundMe. I don't know if you've heard of GoFundMe. Yeah, I have. I have. I see people use it all the time. GoFundMe shut down the account of a man whose 16-year-old son died from the COVID vaccine. And he actually went out there collecting money. And they shut his account down. Like all the money that was donated to this poor father whose son died from that medical product, they shut down his account. And that's because they're a middleman. They sit in the middle of that whole system where people donate money. They're the ones who are in control of that data and that money. And that's why we really need to start looking into platforms like Ethereum 
in which we could create GoFundMes or anything that you could imagine like that, where there right. is nobody in the middle. There is nobody in the middle. There's a lot of services, all sorts of financial transactions and, and cool things that we could create on these decentralized platforms and systems. So imagine a GoFundMe where censorship isn't even possible because yeah. it's not baked into the technology. Yeah. So there's a lot to talk here. I don't want to flood you. You know, and I don't, oh, no, I don't wanna, I'm, I don't I'm eating it up, man. I'm just like, and I'm, as I'm sure, you know, a lot of people is you giving me a lot of ideas. And like, as I know, I'd heard about, and you know, those kind of like payment platforms, like Venmo or PayPal, you know, I've been hearing getting some negative information about them. And I mean, I use it, you know, just for convenience sometimes, but yeah, I mean, I feel like there's a lot here to talk about and really you've given a lot of information for people to really start to look at from a wider perspective because, you know, we are in these times where there's so much movement, there's so much happening in so many different parts of our realities, you know, and money is definitely one of the realities that we, you know, must deal with and have a balance with, you know, and have a good relationship mm -hmm. with and right. building a good relationship with our money our money, our personal financial space is learning about these things because, you know, we are living in really interesting times where we're there, what's being asked of us, those of us who are more awakened and or are awakening more, you know, as a lot of people are hearing here on this show is about having a sense of complete wellness in our life and having a complete wellness in our life has to do with relationship with money, because as you are speaking, you know, and as things are evolving around us, these things that are happening in another reality, you know what I mean? Like we're talking about it, we're bringing it to this reality, but they're really happening out there, but it's really not out there. It's really here because it's already here, you know, and I'm already seeing a lot of things changing, you know, and I decided several years ago to move my money out of a bank, a regular bank, and move it into a credit union. So I have my money in a local credit union here in Sebastopol. Well, I mean, it's not just here, but it's like, you know, just in Sonoma County, I think, basically. And so I thought I would start there and then figure out the rest, you know. I've always been interested in crypto, and I've been curious about crypto. I mean, I still... I'm not 100% sure how it actually works. And I'm just being transparent. It's not one of my areas of expertise. That's why I bring people like you on my show, because we can talk about these things. And so I was looking at, you know, investing more outside of that and looking at some of these other crypto platforms to invest in. And I'm just curious if people had money, you know, like if they had some thing to spare or how would somebody start investing in crypto and maybe you know for the last you know little bit of our show maybe talk a little bit about why crypto how to use it and you know how can people get a little more educated about how to use the crypto system and maybe make some examples about where can we use crypto to pay for goods and is that something that we can start doing I've been hearing that you can, and I have some friends locally that are very interested in crypto and they're kind of doing some of their own education and work around that 
here in Sonoma County. And they recommended this gentleman, Adam Summer. He's an astrologer and he talks about the astrology and the timing of when crypto and Bitcoin and Ethereum started coming into our consciousness, our reality, and like where the stars were. And it was really interesting and in how to get started with the wallet and all that kind of stuff. So maybe we could talk a little bit, you know, about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good idea. We should. Okay. So cryptocurrencies, true cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Ether for the Ethereum network are built on top of what I call open digital systems. Okay. These are cryptographic systems that are not controlled by any centralized entity at all. It's all controlled by a network of uh, computers, independent computers and nodes that talk to each other and that are crypto economically or financially incentivized to follow the rules and keep the system up and running behind the scenes. It's fascinating how it works, but it's a crypto economic system. But it's built on top of cryptography, a very specific form of cryptography called public key cryptography, where any person can create a wallet for free and as many wallets as you want, which are a combination of two keys, a public and a private key. What you look like, what credit score is, or anything that you know you may have done in the past, anything regarding your history, these systems are permissionless. Anybody can create a wallet for these systems and start interacting with them. They're completely open and they're, they're totally censorship resistant. Now, when you send, let's say, Ether or Bitcoin to somebody, these systems facilitate peer-to-peer -peer transactions. They don't go through central intermediaries, okay? So if anybody in your audience wanted to start receiving either Bitcoin or Ether in exchange for a service, all they would have to do was share their public key. To be more technical, their account address, which is based off the public key, I don't want to inundate you with too many details, but it's, okay. it's yeah. a hexadecimal string of characters, okay, that you give to somebody and they can send the crypto to that account, okay? And then that's all you have to do, like literally to get up and running, like let's say you have a client and you want to start receiving cryptocurrency in exchange for whatever service or offer you provide, you just give them that account, okay? And they send money to it. And then you own it. Once the money goes to that account, you have it because you have your private key. Now, you as an individual have a responsibility. You have to keep that private key secure because if you lose that private key, you lose basically your crypto, right? So you need to know how to back it up. And there's also something called a 24-word seed phrase. It's a series of 24 random words that you write on paper only that can be used to reconstitute your wallet, including a private key in case you lose your private key. Okay. And then of course you have to make sure that that 24 word seed phrase that you document on paper is placed in a fireproof secure box or a safety deposit box at your local community banks. You can't lose that 24 word seed phrase because you need that if you lose your private key and you need to regenerate it. Okay. So the 24 word seed phrase is very important. Now, of course, there are going to be people who lose the 24-word seed phrase. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing you can do about that. But with additional freedom, like for us to unyoke ourselves from central banks, we're basically going to have to become more responsible. 
of course, there are going to be new ways for people to share the burden of responsibility. There's things that they'll create, sure. But at its most basic and at its core, when you use a cryptocurrency, you truly own your money. Mm -hmm. You truly own your cryptocurrency, but you have to be responsible to never lose your 24 word seed phrase, which could recreate your private key for a specific wallet account if you lost it. Okay. Some people find this very liberating. I find it very liberating because I know how evil those central banks are. I don't want to have anything to do with them. I don't want them sucking any more of our energy. I'm done with them. So I love it. I'm like, I'll take on the responsibility. I don't care. I'll back up my 24 word seed phrase. I'm just not afraid. But, you know, different people are at different levels of responsibility in our society. Well, we've, been, you know? we've been used to doing things in this way. I mean, when most people grow up, you know, especially like, you know, at least the older folks, you know, for example, maybe or maybe even some younger people, they're used to having a like a physical bank where you put your money and now like direct deposited, you know, in this like place right and so that's what they have grown up knowing you know unless you are you know you grew up in a family that uses crypto or something like that but that's the culture you know it's part of the culture you know and so now with these this kind of technology that's available that provides us more freedom like you said and yeah a way to feel more empowered about where what we're doing with our money, you know, like nothing, you know, upsets me more than having to pay taxes. And that's another, you know, that's a whole other thing, right? You know, because you work really hard for every dime and every penny mm -hmm. that you have. Mm -hmm. And the government wants to take their chunk. I mean, like, we get taxed, like, I get taxed like 40% of my income. That's well, it's worse than that. It's not even the government. So 50% of your federal income taxes goes to pay interest on the debt that we have. Now, we have debt that we owe to other countries that may be legitimate debt, but we have debt that we owe the Federal Reserve Bank, which is a private banking cartel right. that is legally allowed to type into a computer right. the money that you want, like that you want to borrow, right? Right. And then we have to pay them. We have to go and work for that money and, right. and expend that energy and right. give it back to them right. plus interest when right. all they had to do was type into a computer how much money. they. So if you go to a bank right now, like one of these, these big banks, right, there's something called fractional reserve lending where they only have to have a very small amount of reserves in on their books, but they get to like create out of thin air nine times of what they have on deposit right. to lend. So if you were to go to a bank, not I'm not talking about a credit union or a local community bank, like regular big behemoth bank, and you went to get a loan for them for $100,000, they don't have the $100,000. They type into a computer the $100,000. And then you have to go out and work for that $100,000 and pay them back that principal plus interest. That's called usury. That's usury. And that scams us out of our time and our energy, which is what our true wealth is. Now, on there's a new field being created of finance called decentralized finance. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's kind of being developed on Ethereum. Mm -hmm. And decentralized finance is kind of like banking, but without central banks. Right. It's peer-to-peer -peer 
banking and you can get loans for yourself or get dollars that you need by using DeFi, which is a whole other thing. But you asked a question about what to invest in when it comes to cryptocurrency. And to be honest, I never give people advice when it comes to investments, especially in cryptocurrency, because the market can swing wildly. It's a volatile market. So I'm more interested in helping people learn how to use cryptocurrency. Okay. So that's just one of the things that we should keep in mind is cryptocurrency isn't really something you invest in. It's something that you use to facilitate peer-to-peer -peer transactions and tap into this open network of banking services, if you choose to, that don't involve central banks. And how do you do that? And that's kind of what I'm trying to train everyday Americans with. But right. cryptocurrency is, is, I mean, I can share with you what I like, what I have purchased and what I have been using and how I use it. But I, I don't tell anybody to invest in cryptocurrency because it's a volatile market. It can swing wildly in either direction. And people lost a lot of money last year because right, we went did. through a bear market. Exactly. But it is a technology for us to use. And there's some fascinating ways that you can actually get loans for yourself by staking your Ether into one of these DeFi applications that exist on Ethereum. And that's a whole other thing that we could talk and train your audience about how to do another time. Sure. But the bottom line is that there's a new field of finance that's being created right now. It's called DeFi, decentralized finance or open banking. And it's permissionless. It's censorship resistant. And it's a way of getting your bank needs serviced without using central banks. Interesting. Okay. So it's fascinating. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think we covered quite a lot today. If there are a couple of takeaways, you know, to kind of sum up what we talked about today, what do you think like the top three things that you would advise people to start moving towards B? So we can, number one is we can ever have a CBDC. Okay. CBDC is very destructive technology, super, super destructive. It would strip us away of our fundamental freedoms and, and rights and dignities as human beings. Two, stick with cash as best you can. Okay. Of course, you're going to have to pay some things online. That makes sense. You know, you want your rent or your mortgage, whatever, automatically deducted from your account. Fine. But for in-person transactions, stick with cash because that's going to slow this whole cashless movement that they're pushing us towards a CBDC, okay? And thirdly, you have to be aware, your audience should be aware that we have fiat currency. The current US dollar is backed by nothing. Well, actually backed by less than nothing. It's backed by our debt, really. And fiat currency, which is currently what the US dollar is, is going to die one day. And when that transition happens, it's going to be really painful. And yeah. we need to think about a safe passage through that whole situation. So we move out of fiat currency into real money or what the founding generation of our country called sound money. Mm -hmm. And that's money that's backed by either gold or silver. Okay. 
So, you know, if you're listening, educate yourself on what the U.S. dollar really is, because it's a major spigot for the powers that be to create their wars, to fund all sorts of agendas that they have against we the people. And it's got to go because if if our country is to thrive and, and, and our planet is to thrive, the money printers have got to be removed from the equation. And, and that's what so many Americans don't know about. They don't understand what the U.S. dollar really is. So it right. just take some time to do some independent research to verify anything that I have shared with you and your audience to yeah. learn, you know, what is the U.S. dollar really? And you're going to find that it's monopoly paper and it's used as a mechanism of literally sucking our wealth, which is an encapsulation of our time and our energy. So top three, again, number one, is we can't go down CBDC. Bad. We're not doing CBDC. Two, stick with cash for in-person local transactions as much as you possibly can to slow down this push to CBDC. And number three for today, learn what the US dollar is so that you understand that it's a fiat currency backed by nothing that has given the few elites in our world immense power over us. And we need to transition out of that slowly, but surely. Okay. So those are my three for today. So if people want to find more information about some of the things that you talked about, where could they start to like, look for information like that? Is that something that people can find in the World Wide web? Yeah, absolutely. So I really like this this woman. Her name is Catherine Austin Fitz. Right. I think she's she's a very compassionate, freedom-loving investment banker who has a lot of experience with money. She's very wealthy and she's sharing everything that she knows. Unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of censorship online today because they want to silence everything. So you can go to Yana's. To where? Yana's. It's like it's a platform that you can, yeah, Yandex. Y-A-N-D-E-X. You can look up a lot of stuff that people that's censored on the internet. Okay. I, I didn't know about that. Okay. There's also Rumble. Rumble. Uh, that will, yeah. Also, there's also BitChute, which is a little bit more controversial right. because they don't censor comments. And some of the comments are really obnoxious. Just like letting people know that, you know, if you go right. to some of these uncensored platforms, people are going to say obnoxious things. But but that's kind of where we're going to get the uncensored information. So you could always type in Catherine Austin Fitz in Yandex or Rumble or wherever you go, and she'll start teaching you what CBDC is all about. And she has a website, solari.com, S-O-L-A-R-I.com. And if you wanted to become a member of her Solari report, you could become a member. And she's just fascinating because she shares everything that she knows. And she really kind of understands how things work behind the scenes. So that's where I would go to. That's what I would recommend your audience to go to. Right. And do you work with people individually, you know, with like guidance on? Yeah. How can people get a hold of you? I So, all right. So I, I've been training developers mainly on how to build for Ethereum right now, but you could email me if you wanted help in guidance in terms of, you know, purchasing some cryptocurrency and getting initial training on how to keep your cryptocurrency secure. I have a website that I'm building. It's not finished yet. It's called americadecentralized.com. 
and you'll be able to find my contact info on there once it's up. It's not ready just yet, but you could just email me if you're interested by just contacting me at mark.muscardin, M-U-S-K-A-R, D as in David, I, N as in Nick, at proton.me if you wanted to reach out individually if you need help. And we'll have that in the show notes. We'll go ahead and write the websites that you highlighted here in the show notes once it gets get completed. And if you have any questions, you could reach out to me, Rosie. I'm the Cosmic Nurse, thecosmicnurse.com. It's, thank you so much, Mark. And any closing thoughts? Yeah, you know, let's figure out a way to unite because yeah. they're taking us, they're trying to send us straight to hell and it's not good. And we have a choice now. We can choose yeah. freedom or serfdom. So it's like the choice between love or fear. Which do you choose? Exactly. I choose love. Okay. It makes so much more sense. So that's all I could say. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Mark. And this is really right. And thank you, everyone, for those who are listening to the replay on my podcast platform at Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, Stitcher. And we will have this posted on YouTube. Thank you so much. And we will have Mark back on at some point and go in a little deeper and please check us out and like us. Thank you so much. And y'all have a wonderful, beautiful day. It has been my joy and honor to share space with you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. My heartfelt intentions are to be in service. And for those who continue to be curious and seeking ways to thrive, if you liked what you heard, please subscribe to my channel on YouTube, iTunes, and Spotify. For more, you can find me at rosymedina.com. My IG is the underscore cosmic nurse. And on Facebook, I'm the cosmic nurse. Thank you. And until next time, ciao.